0: Welcome to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Your host, Leonard Birdsong, is a law professor, a former diplomat, and a former federal prosecutor who's here to inform and entertain you with a mix of humor, opinion, and information. Now, here's Leonard Birdsong.
1: Hello world, it is Leonard Song back with you on Leonard Bert Song Radio on Talk Zone. Today is Thursday, the seventh of september twenty seventeen. And what a day it's gonna be because I've got a good show for you. You know my show is a unique blend of humor, opinion, storytelling, and information. So we're gonna talk about some dumb criminal law stories that I've been working on. We're gonna talk about the hurricane that's barreling down toward Florida, Hurricane Irma. I'm going to talk about DACA. That's a Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals that President Trump just canceled the program. And then I'm going to talk, if I have time, about the Mona Lisa. That's a famous painting of a woman by Leonardo da Vinci. And uh, I've actually seen it in the Louvre. But she was an actual woman, and I'm going to tell you some facts about her. There will be some news tidbits and some riddles. But first, let me just send out some shout-outs for Some birthdays. This is the seventh of September. Julie Kavner was born on this day, sixty-seven years ago. Julie Kavner, of course, you know, is the voice of Marge Simpson on The Simpsons. Corbin Burnson. Corbin Burnson, that's his name. Is sixty-three. He used to be on L.A. Law. Leslie Jones is fifty. She stars on Saturday Night Live. She's a comedian. And then there's actress actress by the name of an actress by the name of Evan Rachel Wood. She's thirty years old. And have you ever heard of what's called the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network? Or ASPN, ESPN. Well, it made its first debut on this day 28, 38 years ago, 1979. So this is the birthday also of ESPN. Just thought you might want to know about these things. I'm here for information. All right. We've got some dumb criminal law stories that I've been working on. Last week I used Some stories from the archives, because I didn't have a chance to work on some news stories. My brother, who had been living with me, uh, moved out, and it's sort of hectic. But here's some news stories. First one comes from Canada. The headline, Projection Screen Madness? It's been reported that a moron recently tried to hold up a motel in Canada armed with a projection screen. Surveillance video showed the masked man, armed with a long cylindrical tube, demanding money from a motel clerk in North Battleford, Saskatchewan. This is one Tuesday last uh, in August, the last Tuesday in August, rather. When the clerk refused, he ran off with the old school projector screen that may have been used in a 1980s elementary school. Can you imagine that? A robbery with a projection screen. But now I can top that because there's another story out of Canada. In this one, the headline says Confederate Flag Flap Firing. How's that for alliteration? Confederate Flag Flap Firing. A construction worker in Hamilton, Canada, lost his job after flying a Confederate battle flag at his job site. His name is Keith Lipick. Now, he posed for photos with the controversial flag, saying he's not a racist and that he simply did it for the fun of it. His employer didn't think the joke was very funny, and they fired him the same day. So, Mr. Lipick is out of a job. What else do we have? Okay, a story from California. Headline, you scream, they scream, we all scream for ice cream. A wannabe bandit ordered an ice cream cone at a Santa Rosa, California, Baskin Robbins late in August. He got his cone, then drew a pistol and announced a robbery. When no one handed him the money, he reached into the cash register, but the employee slammed the drawer on his hand. The man ran from the store without any money or his ice cream cone. Police are still looking for him. No rest have been made. Florida. Headline Hold Your Horses. An idiot has been charged with using an AK 47 assault rifle to shoot out the tires of a vehicle belonging to a man he thought stole his horses. David Derringer became unhinged after spotting two of his free ranging horses on Isidro Isidro Ruiz's property near Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm sorry. That should be Albuquerque, Florida. According to a criminal complaint, Derringer allegedly freed the horses, then fired the assault rifle when Ruiz tried to block him from leaving his land. An AK-47 assault rifle to shoot out the tires. Another story from Florida. The headline, not a leg to stand on. In late August, a man stuffed heroin into his fake leg and tried to smuggle it into a Florida jail. Of course, officers found the dope along with a syringe inside William Connolly's prosthetic leg after he refused to take it off at the Marion County Jail, police said. He himself was sent to jail. The Marion County Jail. Now, here's one. All right. It's funny. I know. Here's a story from Illinois. Salsa Madness? A man became so enraged when his mother scolded him for keeping salsa in his bedroom that he slammed her against a wall and smashed a TV, according to a police report. His name? Jeffrey Gromatsky. I'm sorry. Gromatsky. He's 42 years old, still living with his 64-year-old mother in the town of Joliet, Illinois. She was injured, her shoulder was injured, and uh, why did he do all of this? Well, she complained to her 42-year-old son about eating salsa in his bedroom. Unfortunately for him, he was charged with domestic battery over the tantrum that he threw hurting his mother's shoulder. A 42-year-old man eating salsa in his bedroom. Can you imagine that? All right. Here's one that's not so funny. It's from India. <clears throat> the headline in India. Yes, the country of India. <clears throat> headline, no indoor toilet, no more marriage. We learned that a judge granted a woman's divorce. Why? On the grounds that her husband would not build a toilet inside their home. Indian law only allows divorce in limited cases, such as domestic violence or cruelty. The woman maintained that having to go out in the fields in public to go to the bathroom amounted to torture. In his ruling, the judge opined, quote, We spend money on buying tobacco, liquor, and mobile phones, but are unwilling to construct toilets to protect the dignity of our family, end quote. Hear, here, Judge. Hear, hear. A story from Pennsylvania. A purple perp? You like that? A purple perp. It had been reported that Ferguson Township, Pennsylvania police are looking for a tall man who wore a purple dress and an, ivory cover, an ivory-colored hood when he robbed a credit union. Police say that the man threatened to use a gun and a bomb... If the teller refused to give him money, the, um, the federal credit union was called the SPE Federal Credit Union. It was robbed about 4 p.m. in the afternoon late in August, just last month. So far, no arrest has been made, but police have posted a photo from the bank's camera on the department's Facebook page. So if you're in Pennsylvania and you see a perpetrator in a purple dress, a man in a purple dress, With an ivory-colored hood, you know he may be the one that police are looking for. All right, a story from South Carolina. Headline, they were not up to par. They were not up to par. A neighbor thought a couple was having a medical emergency when he spotted them lying down on a golf course. But they were actually having sex. D Payne nineteen and K Hennessy twenty four were arrested for allegedly doing the wild thing on the eighth hole of the course in Tiga K. The neighbor told authorities who had responded that he at first thought someone was hurt until he looked closer with binoculars. <laughs> All right. Alaska The headline. Refusal felony? A man popped the question to his girlfriend in the last week of July. However, when she refused to marry him, he allegedly threatened to pop the girlfriend with a loaded pistol. Police charged Miguel Moya, 25, of Fairbanks with felony assault for allegedly pointing a loaded gun at his beloved All right, these stories never go away, folks. Let's see, I have a couple of more here that I want you to hear, particularly this one out of Florida. The headline read, he could not have been louder about his missing powder. Like that rhyme, he could not have been louder about his missing powder. While responding to a call about a burglar one Sunday in July of this year, police in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, discovered an agitated man claiming to be a drug dealer in need of assistance. David Blackman told deputies from the Okaloosa Sheriff's Office that a thief had broken into his car and stolen $50 in cash and a quarter ounce of cocaine. This has been reported by the Miami Herald newspaper. Authorities confirmed that the items seemed to be missing from where the 35-year-old said he put them. However, the deputies were able to help Blackman locate a second bag of cocaine that he had left in the center console, at which point they began reading him his Miranda rights. Deputies also found a crack pipe and crack rock inside the car. Blackman was charged with felony possession of cocaine and possession of drug paraphernalia. The idiot was released on $4,000 bond. He could not have been louder about his missing powder, folks. (laughs) All right, let's see. I got the last one coming up here. Let me get to it. Story comes from Michigan. Short story. Headline, no, no, to do-it-yourself pest control. A man tried blowing up a bee's nest in his garage with fireworks, but burned down the entire structure instead. Grand Blanc Township homeowner homeowner rather, Mike Tingley said he was just happy that no one was hurt. (laughs) What an idiot. Burned down his old garage trying with fireworks trying to get rid of bees. All right, this is Leonard Birdsong. Those are some of my dumb criminal law stories that I've been working on this summer. Hope you got a few laughs from them. We'll be back with you in a moment. Much more to come. You're on Talk Zone with Leonard Birdsong.
2: Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232, or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash Birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232.
0: Although he's been involved in serious criminal law work over the years as a prosecutor, a defense attorney, and a law professor, Leonard Birdsong knows that it's good to stay grounded. That means not always taking criminal law so seriously and instead just having a good laugh at some dumb criminals and their dumber crimes. Several years ago, he began to collect and compile weird and funny criminal law stories. He shares some of them weekly on his Talk Zone internet radio program. And now you can read more... Of them yourself in one of his 14 humor books. He has two book series Professor Birdsong's Dumbest Criminal Law Stories and Professor Birdsong's Weird Criminal Law Stories. They're available for purchase in either paperback or Kindle edition by going to the author link on the homepage at LeonardBirdsong.com. Leonard knows that you'll get a few good laughs or at least a few chuckles from his collections of dumb and weird criminal law stories. Check them out for yourself by going to the author link at leonardbirdsong.com. Welcome back to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com.
1: Yes, folks, I'm back again with you. Happy to be here on this September the 7th. Lovely day here right now in Orlando where I'm broadcasting from, about 85 degrees and sunny right now. However, you may have heard that a hurricane is bearing down on Florida. It's Hurricane Irma. Last week, I talked about uh, Hurricane Harvey that had destroyed a lot of property and put a lot of people out of their homes down in Texas, and then it moved on to Louisiana. This week, we have Hurricane Irma. Now, it hasn't hit land yet, but it's projected to hit Miami. A lot of people are trying to uh, evacuate from miami and it may go over to tampa but we're not sure because it hasn't hit land but the problem with this hurricane and i've lived through a number of hurricanes both in florida and the caribbean This one is one of the biggest ones we've ever had. It's supposed to be a Category 5 hurricane, and that's what it is When out there in the Caribbean now. A Category 5 hurricane means that the winds are up to 185 miles an hour. That's a lot of wind, folks, an awful lot of wind. I have here on my Orlando Sentinel, that's the daily paper here in Orlando, the headline reads, Irma slams Puerto Rico and devastates the tiny islands out in the Caribbean. A category five storm path continues to shift east, says the subheadline. Hurricane Irma's projected path continued to shift east on Wednesday evening, potentially good news for central Florida, where I'm broadcasting from, as the deadly category five storm churned through the Caribbean, leaving a trail of destruction. Forecasters said Irma could strike the Miami er area by early Sunday, then rake the entire length of the state's east coast and push into Georgia and the Carolinas. Now, I don't know if that'll happen. Orlando is sort of in the middle of the peninsula that we call Florida. Orlando sits about 65 miles from the east coast and about 75 to 80 miles from the west coast of Florida. Hurricanes come on both sides. This one will probably be on the east side if it doesn't come up the spine of the state. We hope that it doesn't. I'll tell you this. My wife and I were out shopping. Everyone has been alerted to try to get some water and batteries and things like that. But we've started late. Every store we've gone to... They've sold every bottle of water. Some places are putting signs outside the store. Don't even come in. We're out of water, completely out of water. Batteries are hard to find. But supposedly some of the stores are restocking, so maybe we will get something. Good old Rush Limbaugh, you know him. He said uh, the other day that this whole thing about Irma is just fake news to make people go out and spend money. The merchants love it. The TV stations love it, but I don't take, I don't want to take any chances. I've lived through hurricanes in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, St. Croix, Virgin Islands, Nassau, Bahamas, and in Florida. Back in 2004, we had three hurricanes in that hit central Florida. Now I was here for the first one, which was really bad, blew down a lot of things. The second one I was up teaching at uh, Wake Forest as a visiting professor. And the third one just came across. There was nothing left to destroy. <laughs> this was a uh, three hurricanes in about a two month period. Hurricanes are bad. They are destructive. You have to be careful. Now I felt very bad for the people out in Texas and Louisiana, I hope that they are faring well. There are a lot of rescues, and people seem to be good to each other. I'm hoping, of course, that Irma doesn't hit Orlando, but I do hope that if it does, that we will have the same courage that people had in Texas to help their neighbors. So maybe that's a lot of things are happening. A lot of the cruise lines had to cancel their ships uh, from going out. That's Carnival Cruise Line, the Disney Cruise Line, Norwegian Cruise Line. They're all coming in early, and some of them are not going out. So according to the news, this, the storm still has 185 mile-per-hour winds as it's nearing Florida. Okay, enough about hurricanes. We hope it won't hit And if it hits, we hope it won't hit hard. But now, I want to talk a little bit about DACA. DACA, D-A-C-A, you probably heard of it. It means Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Now, this is in the the world of immigration, and I know a lot about immigration because I teach about immigration at the Berry University School of Law where I'm a law professor, and I was in the State Department. I was an American consul who oversaw the issuance of visas overseas. I did fraud investigations overseas, and when I was in Germany, I was a hearing officer for former Nazi Party members involved in SS soldiers who wanted to get non-immigrant visas to go to the United States. So DACA is uh, an Obama era program that allowed young undocumented aliens or immigrants, I won't call them aliens immigrants, to live in the country without fear of deportation. President Trump announced Tuesday that his administration would end the Obama era program, calling the program unconstitutional and challenging to and challenging Congress to address the issue. Now first of all, before I go on, I'm looking at a, this comes from a Washington Post article written by David Nakamura. President Trump has said that the DACA program where people who came here or were brought here as children and are undocumented can work part-time and go to school without fear of deportation. The president calls it unconstitutional. Well, the Constitution doesn't say one word about immigration. one way or the word immigration does not appear in the Constitution of the United States. Most of the law about immigration laws have come from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has said the political branches of the government are responsible for immigration that is the federal government. that means Congress and the executive. The executive has a right to come up. With orders that will keep people from being deported now a little bit more about DACA it gives or has been giving undocumented young people brought to the United States as children a chance to work and study here without fear of deportation and it's been a dramatic success The program provided a two-year grant of protection and a permit to work legally in the United States, after which enrollees were required to go through a renewal process. To qualify for this program, the immigrant youth had to meet a set of criteria. When applying, they were required to have been enrolled in high school, have a high school diploma or its equivalent, or have been honorably discharged from the military and a veteran. In addition, they must have lived in the United States continuously since June 15, 2007, and not have a criminal record. Now, DACA has been good because it's brought a lot of young people out of the shadows, young people who don't know anything about any other country except the United States, and they consider themselves Americans because they've never lived anywhere else. Obama came up with a good plan to try to bring them out of the shadows and hoped that Congress would write some laws to do this. As a matter of fact, some of you may know that back in 2010, the House of Representatives passed what was called the DREAM Act. It would have allowed illegal immigrants to apply for citizenship if they entered the United States' as children. They had graduated from high school, or got an equivalent degree, and has been in the United States for five years. However, five moderate Democrats in the Senate voted no for the DREAM Act. If each of them had supported it, the bill would have become law. DACA would have never been unnecessary, and the manufactured political crisis now facing many young DREAMers is going on. There had been a lot of what would you say, demonstrating in front of Trump Tower and in front of the White House? Many of these young people are saying that what President Trump did was just monstrous. These people want to be loyal to America. They want to be loyal Americans. And I don't blame them. If you're brought to some country when you are under five or ten years old, you should not have to suffer for the sins of your parents who are just seeking a better life. But politics has intervened. There are a lot of people who want the DACA children thrown out. How many of them are there? 800,000. That's almost a million young people who could help this country prosper and grow. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that we are a nation of immigrants. We've always been a nation of immigrants, and immigrants have been good for America and will continue being good for America. You can't get rid of all of them. At any rate, I'm on my high horse because I know a lot about immigration, and over the years when I was in practice, I've helped a lot of people come to the United States. I've helped a lot of people gain asylum because they were fleeing persecution in their countries. I'm proud of that work I did. I'm not proud that our president has ended the program for DACA. Now, he says he wants Congress to write a bill, and if not, he will look at the matter six months from now. I don't know if it's going to do any good. At any rate, stick with me. There may be more from me on this. This is Leonard Birdsong. You can read some of my dumb criminal stories for free on my blog. Go to www law, that's all one word, .com. You can read some of my stories for free. You can also find out more about me at my website. That's leonardbirdsong.com. If you want to write me and comment, my email address is lbirdsong22 at com. I'll be back with you for more. We're going to talk about the Mona Lisa when we return. Stick with me.
2: Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232, or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash Birdsong. The number again is 800 1-800-820-9232.
0: Now, back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com.
1: Yep, Leonard Birdsong back with you on this sunny day in Orlando. Sunny right now, but we've got a hurricane that says it's coming our way. I hope it won't hit too hard here in Central Florida. Being in the middle of Florida where we are, seldom do hurricanes get to us, but There have been some that have gotten here. But anyway, I'm going to shift gears and let's talk about something interesting, something that most of you probably don't know about. I'm sure all of you, though, have seen a portrait of what's called Mona Lisa. It's an Italian woman with this strange smile on her face and pretty eyes. And there's a new book about her. You might know that Mona Lisa was famously unable to conjure up a fully joyous smile for Leonardo da Vinci. That's the artist that painted her portrait. The portrait is in the Louvre Museum in Paris. Yes, I have been to the Louvre, and I've actually seen the Mona Lisa. What I remember about the painting is all the people there trying to look at it. I mean, the Louvre is mobbed with people. At any rate, Mona Lisa was a real person. There's a new book that came out called Mona Lisa, the People and the Painting. It's written by two authors, Martin Kemp and Giuseppe Pellettini. Let me read about some of it here. These I didn't know many of these facts, and maybe you'll find them interesting. Again, Mona Lisa was famously unable to conjure up a fully joyous smile for Leonardo da Vinci. Perhaps that's because she was married off to a slave trader at the age of 15. This comes from the book, Mona Lisa, the People and the Painting. Now, who was Mona Lisa? She was originally a lady by the name of Lisa Guerra. Gerardini. I'll get that right. I'm not good with Italian. That's the name of the real life Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa in Italian means Madame Elisa. Now, she was in Florence. She was married off to a businessman by the name of Francesco del Giocondo. She was born in Florence, Italy, in June. 1479, at the time, girls were often married off young to older men, and Del Giacondo was a wealthy 30-year-old merchant and widower in 1495 when he married the teenage Mona Lisa. Throughout his life, and for generations before, Del Giacondo and his family kept slave girls to serve as maids. Where did these slave girls come from? Generally from North Africa. Since childhood, the authors write, Francesco had lived side by side with female slaves who had converted to Christianity, brought by his father. And after his father's death, it was his responsibility to find new slaves. Sometimes he bought slaves, uh, more slaves than needed. Now, again, you don't think of slave trading in Italy, but yes, there was some. Now, Mona Lisa, Lisa Gherardini, went on to live the life of an upper-class woman, although her life was filled with normal hardships at the time, as well as some scandal. She became pregnant for the first time soon after her wedding, eventually giving birth to six children, three sons, and three daughters by the year 1505. Her second child, a daughter named Piera, died at two, while another died in infancy. Now, it's unclear how Leonardo da Vinci came into contact with Lisa, but it's known that the artist's father was a lawyer in italy and lisa's husband was one of his clients in 1503 the master painter leonardo da vinci started on a portrait of the woman who would be his most famous subject and you know leonardo is my nickname that's what some of the girlfriends call me her husband say the authors of the book her husband husband's riches kept mona in an impressive wardrobe and plenty of jewelry over the next decade Leonardo da Vinci spent time perfecting his portrait while she went on to lead a colorful life now I can't tell you about everything she did in life but uh, again she had a good life let's just put it that way Leonardo da Vinci died in 1519 and his painting of the Mona Lisa remained unfinished and was never exhibited during his lifetime. After falling ill in her sixties, Mona Lisa spent her later years in the convent where her sisters, two of her sisters lived. She died in obscurity. The unfinished masterpiece, the Mona Lisa, the painting, would make her an icon or would not make her an icon until several centuries later. By 1550, the portrait somehow wound up in the collection of King Francis of King Francis I of France and was at some point displayed early on in the Louvre Museum. Although Napoleon loved the painting so much, he took it from the museum in 1800 to hang in his bedroom. He returned it to the Louvre in 1804. After many years, poets started writing about the Mona Lisa and her funny-looking smile. Nowadays, perched high in a room in the Louvre Museum behind bulletproof glass, Mona Lisa is the most valued painting in the world. Her secretive smile lures millions of millions of visitors every year to the Louvre. And uh eighty percent of the people only want to see the Mona Lisa. Now the Louvre is a one big art museum, I've been there. But most people only want to see the Mona Lisa. Eighty percent of the people get there. All right. That's more probably than you might have wanted to know about Mona Lisa. I've always been How would you say it? I've already always thought that it was quite a painting. Got a chance to see the real thing. So, anyway, the book is, if you want to read more about it, I'll just tell you again, the book is written by um, Martin Kemp and Giuseppe Palatini. The book is titled Mona Lisa, The People and the Paintings, put out by Oxford University Press. Hope you read some of it. Now, I've got some news tidbits here, and... um, I want to tell you about some of these. may not finish all of them, but I have some of them here. This very first one is called Nudie Cyclist. Here's the story. The wheels are in motion for Philadelphia's next gathering of naked bicyclists. The ninth annual Philly naked bike ride will take place throughout the city on Saturday. This Saturday. Nope, I'm wrong. Yes, it is Saturday, Saturday the ninth of September. Now, a number of cities have naked bicycle rides. I've taught in Spain, and both times, I both summers, I was there. They had a nude bicycle race through Madrid. <laughs> All right. Organizers uh, have said that about three thousand riders are expected to pass by sites that include Independence Hall. In the Philadelphia Museum of Art, where Sylvester Stallone ran up the steps while training, fully clothed, as Rocky. Last year, some riders wore nothing at all or sported body paint, while others wore underwear. The ride is to protest against dependence on fossil fuels, advocate for safety of cyclists, and promote positive body image. This is a report by the Associated Press. If you want to get into the nude bicycle rider marathon, you got two days to get to Philadelphia. Two days, it's Saturday. Get there early. 3,000 naked cyclists are going to be showing up. The dream lives on, says the headline of this next story. A statue of civil rights leader Martin Luther King, Jr. was installed last Monday on the Georgia State Capitol Grounds in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it's a replica of the nation's Liberty bell tolled three times. A replica of the nation's Liberty bell tolled three times before the eight-foot bronze statue was unveiled on the 54th anniversary of King's "I Have a Dream" speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. King's daughter, the Reverend Bernice King, said her father gave the nation hope in a time of turmoil, and his statue can serve a similar purpose today. King, who's a Baptist minister, was born and raised in Atlanta and was assassinated in 1968, long time ago, but the dream lives on. Now, here's a story. And before I tell the story, in college, many years ago, I used to sometimes smoke cigarettes because all my friends, or many of my friends, smoked. I wasn't much of a smoker, and I gave it up fairly early. But I came across this story in the New York Post, here it goes. Cigarette packs in New York City need a new warning. Smoking is hazardous to your wallet, In the latest crackdown on the unhealthy habit Mayor de Blasio signed a law Monday raising the minimum price of a pack of cigarettes from $10.50 to $13, starting in January. That's the highest in the nation. Some smokers said that was enough to drive them to quit smoking. Now, again, this is years ago that I used to buy some cigarettes. They cost $0.25 a pack in Washington, D.C., where I was living. $13 a pack? My God, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, I've got some more stories, but right now we're going to take a pause. We'll be back with you. This is Leonard Bertong Radio. Hope you're enjoying it. There's more to come. Stick with us.
2: Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited, nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations, most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232, or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash Birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232.
0: Are you considering law school? Then you probably have tons of questions about the application process, the admissions process, the benefits of a legal career, and what it takes to succeed in law school. You'll find the answers to these questions and more in Professor Birdsong's Law School Guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Inside, you'll find helpful chapters on the history of the lawyer, why you should apply to law school, things you need to know about applying, and more. You have the ability and the Drive Now, get the advice that will guide you into the legal profession by helping you successfully submit your application to the law school of your choice. Professor Birdsong's award-winning law school guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or through the author link at LeonardBirdsong.com. You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong. Yes, it is Leonard
1: Birdsong back with you, and so happy to be here on Talk Zone. I appear here on Thursdays, one to two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But you can catch me twenty-four seven because Talk Zone is the best in internet radio. You can get me twenty-four. 24- Hours a day, seven days a week. Just go to TalkZone.com. When I left you, I had some more news tidbits to share with you, and I'm going to do that. And then maybe some words of wisdom. Next tidbit. It's an alarming start to spider season in northern England, I learned spiders are starting to head back indoors in search of a mate and warmth one man in the manchester england area found one of these spiders in his house the spider was so big it set off the burglar alarm and it wasn't alone the big bug was with a mate that was just as large it's an alarming start to the spider season in northern england <laughs> Here's one, and here's one for the ages. The headline, "Booze Booster 112 Dies. New Jersey's oldest person, who once claimed beer and whiskey kept her spry, has died at 112 years old. She died uh, about a week and a half ago. Agnes Fenton of Englewood, New Jersey, died on a Thursday morning. I said about a week and a half ago. The record of the 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 her local newspaper purported this. The Hackensack record. She was prescribed alcohol by a doctor for a begin for a benign tumor in 1943. She took heed drinking Miller High Life and Johnny Walker Blue Label daily Blue Label Scotch. Johnny Walker Scotch, Johnny Walker Blue Label Scotch, dead day, daily for decades, and she lived to be a hundred and twelve. How about that? <laughs> Here's one from France. It says the headline says French pres's galling looks. French President Emmanuel Macron. Beauty costs are enough to make his aides blush. During his first three months in office, the 39-year-old leader's personal makeup artist, Natasha M., has billed the Elysee Palace more than $30,000. The youthful-looking Macron, whose wife, Bridget, is 25 years his senior, needs some thick skin to handle the backlash. The sum covers various services, including press conferences and foreign trips where the person concerned has to travel with him, an Elise official said. Macron aides said his future cosmetic outlays will be significantly reduced. $30,000, and he's only been in office a couple of months. That's a lot of makeup, folks. Here's one from Japan now. Just don't expect a hug, says the headline. Don't, just don't expect a hug. A Japanese tech firm has developed a Buddhist priest robot designed to give blessings at funerals. The plastic automaton, which is named Pepper, can step in when a human priest isn't available, according to SoftBank, the company that designed the machine. It will cost about $450 to rent one when they hit the market. Pepper, an automaton Buddhist priest that will give you <laughs> give you solace and prayers. I'm looking at this story. The headline says, winning really puts the fun in fungi. A shopping trip to pick up mushrooms led a New York man to buy a lottery ticket that won him $5 million. John Lewis, 56, of Saranac Lake, stopped at a grocery store before work and on a whim bought a $10 ticket called Set for Life Scratch-Off. He bought it from a vending machine. He said, I never put money in those things. He said, I was just out here to buy Mushrooms. I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I think I'll be very happy with the five million dollars. Yeah, I think so too. I think I'd be very happy with five mil myself. All right, folks. Okay. Now, here's a very strange little tidbit that I've come across. It says military officials are unleashing dozens of robot dogs to help train soldiers to care for real war canines. The mannequin pooches, dubbed canine heroes, weigh 50 pounds and cost $20,000 each. They have a pulse and an internal airbag that mimics breathing. The Department of Defense bought 80 of the fake pups. Gosh, what are they doing with our money? (laughs) Mannequin pooches, they call them. All right. Here's the last tidbit I got for the day, news tidbit. The headline reads, Aged Like Really Fine Wine. A batch of 6,000-year-old wine was discovered in a jar inside a cave in Sicily last week. Now, winemaking was previously thought to have started... In the area during the Middle Browns age, just over 3,000 years ago, according to archaeologists. However, this wine was 6,000 years old. Headline, aged like a really fine wine. 6,000 years old. <laughs> it is aged all right. All right, okay. Well, those are the news tidbits for the day. I had some words of wisdom, but I don't know. I'm running out of time here. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go right to the riddles. I know some of you out there are good at riddles and you like to hear them, so let's jump right into it. I've got at least three of them, and I want you to think about them and see if you can solve these. They're easy. All right. The first one. How does a bear stop a DVD player? How does a bear stop a DVD player, folks? Well, the way a bear stops a DVD player, it presses the pause button, and that's P-A-W-S. P-A-W-S. The pause button. You like that? Okay. Told you it was easy. They push the pause button. Now, here's what I like. Do you know why milking stools only have three legs? Do you know why milking stools only have three legs? Think about it now. Milking stools have only three legs because the cow has the udder. Get it? The cow has the other. Milking stools have only three legs because the cow has the other. All right. Now here's a real easy one. Why did the boy sit on a clock? Why did the boy sit on a clock? Well, it's because he wanted to be on time. <laughs> The boy sat on a clock because he wanted to be on time. How about that, folks? All right, my last riddle for the day. This is an easy one, too. you got to think about it, and I'm going to let you think about it. Question, what is the worst kind of bed to sleep in, folks? What is the worst kind of bed to sleep in? Put your thinking caps on. You can come up with the right answer to this. What kind what is the worst kind of bed to sleep in? You got it? Well, let me tell you, the worst kind of bed to sleep in, folks, is called a riverbed. Don't sleep in a riverbed, folks. <laughs> All right. This is Leonard Birdsong having a little fun with you on Talk Zone. You can go to my website, leonardbirdsong.com and find out more about me. And you can buy my books, my dumb criminal law stories, my weird criminal law stories. You can read my, some of my blog stories for free, the kind that I eventually read on the air here. You can read them for free at www.birdsongslaw, all, word, all one word, birdsongslaw.com. You can email me if you have comments about the show, lbirdsong22 at gmail.com. It's been great being here with you, folks. Now, I'm going to go out and see if I can find some more water and batteries. The city had been sold out. We've got a hurricane barreling down on us. It's called Hurricane Irma. We will live through it, though. I've lived through six hurricanes. I can live through this one, but I hate to see them coming. They're real destructive. You be good out there, okay? This is Leonard Birdsong signing off. Talk to you soon.